Hi, I'm Abby Rosenblum, founder of Social Modern Matchmaking and your host of Ghosted, a podcast about making dating easy and fun again so you can find your boo. Get it? We'll talk with dating experts, coaches, and real clients of mine and single people from around the world. Stick around for corny jokes, dating advice, and deep dives into the psychology behind finding love. You know, this is the fun limbo that everyone loves being in, but I honestly think it's a great fun place to be. You know, when you have met someone, you haven't had that conversation about being exclusive, but you're getting to know each other. I had a client ask me about that this week, and he said he hates this part, and he, I, you know, wanted a little advice on, you know, what's a good mindset to be in so that you can maybe start enjoying that kind of undefined, just getting to know each other phase. Yeah, I think rightfully so that can be some of the most anxiety provoking time because first dates, you know, if you've gone on enough, they kind of have the same flow and 20 questions that you ask each other and, you know, you might get really comfortable in that, especially if you're just a people person. But during that middle time is when you're investing more time, you're becoming more emotionally invested and connected. And so there's a lot of risk in you continuing that without any assurances around like, is this actually going to turn into a relationship? And there's also, again, the mind guessing game of like, what is their expectation of when we have the talk? And then there's 20 million talks in between, like, when do you have the exclusive talk? And then when do you have the like deleting dating app talk? And then when do you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, or girlfriend, girlfriend, and boyfriend, boyfriend talk? All of that, right? Like there's so many different possible conversations we can lump into that. Just not being focused on, okay, I meet them, I like them, and exclusivity. These are the two points that I'm trying to get to. And just use that in between time as like, this is continued time where I'm evaluating, are they a good partner? This is someone that I want to continue to see instead of like, okay, how much longer do I wait until we have the exclusivity talk? The, the looming, the looming talk. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to another episode of the Ghosted Podcast. Obviously, if you're listening, you're hopefully here very intentionally and for a good reason. And I hope that's how you always show up on your first dates or any dates as well. As you know, I am all about having intention and authenticity behind what we do. And, you know, I weave that into dates, singles events, and this podcast. So, you know, I wanted today just take some time to chat just me with all of you. This will be a short and sweet episode that maybe you can revisit if you ever need a little pep talk or are curious about, again, how to make these first dates work because there can be so, so much pressure put on people when we go on a first date or even the first time you meet someone. I mean, even just think about how we perceive first impressions in our world that, you know, we make an instant judgment on that first impression based on someone's hair, their outfit, how they sit down, how they say hello. Do they hug you? Do they give you a handshake? Do they give you a high five? So there's so many things running through everyone's minds before these first dates. So I'm here to hopefully bring a little bit of clarity, hopefully help you feel more calm and confident, cool, calm, and collected before these first dates, and also to help you manage expectations. There are so many expectations we have going into first dates 
that let's just be honest, are usually pretty unrealistic. So I want to help, you know, kind of talk through that a little bit as well. So now you have an idea of what you're getting yourself into for the next 10, 15 minutes. We will see how long I can go without a guest because I always have more fun when we have guests on, but it's okay. I'll share a little quick wisdom with you guys today. So I have been thinking a lot about how first dates have really evolved over the past two years. So obviously I'm recording this now, the beginning of 2022. COVID is unfortunately very much still a thing and I'm sure it will, you know, kind of just be a thing for quite some time. I am no expert, but that's just, you know, what I gather from living in the world today. And I have been thinking so much about how dating has changed in the past two years And I know that sounds a bit cliche, but it really has changed. If you even think of, you know, how we interact with people, people are so much better about setting boundaries. People are prioritizing their own time for themselves, what they want to do the most. People are quitting their jobs to pursue their passions. So dating has definitely, you know, taken a little bit of a pivot in the past two years too. If you think about, you know, pre-pandemic, You could go on, you know, multiple dates in a week. You could be seeing multiple people at the same time. And you may never need to communicate that with someone if you're not exclusive with them. With COVID, you have to communicate so much more now. You know, if you're seeing multiple people, if you're sleeping with multiple people, you probably need to, you know, say that so that people know who they're also exposing themselves to by being around you. Because this is just the weird, uh, messed up world that we live in now. (laughs) And if you think about two... Pre-pandemic, at least in my mind, and really in many people's minds, you know, I never would have set up a walking date. You know, I might have set it up like as a one-off for someone who's just like, I don't drink and it's a beautiful day out and this is what I was doing with my day. But that was never a like A plus idea for a date (laughs) before the pandemic. You know, drinks or dinner were really the two big things. Coffee was thrown in a little bit too, but drinks and dinner were definitely the two most popular dates that I set up. And, you know, as me going on dates when I was single pre-pandemic, I definitely, drinks or dinner were all my dates. I would have been a little bit weirded out if someone asked me on a walking date. But now, if you are currently dating, if you're on the apps, if you're going through dates through me or another matchmaker, you've probably been on a walking date because walking dates are like the hot thing. Obviously it's winter and you know, I was just talking to our producer Jesse before this and if you're in North Dakota, you might not be doing walking dates because it is cold, cold, cold there. So obviously, you know, don't do a walking date if you're gonna freeze your ass off, but walking dates can be really good if you want to try something different, if you haven't done that yet. And if you've noticed that you really enjoy walking dates and you're kind of wondering, well, why is this just so much better than sitting and staring at someone's face across the table and having, you know, a drink to try to not seem nervous? There actually is some science and I was doing some research right before I was recording this. So there, it seems like there are three main reasons that walking dates really could be a lot better than just getting a drink or having dinner with someone. So number one is that when you're exercising or walking, it releases endorphins and that makes you feel happy, makes you feel positive. This is like when you work out and you leave the gym and you're like, ooh, I feel so good. Those are endorphins. So walking, you do get that same effect according to science. You know, I am not a scientist, but based on the research I have done, 
that's what I found is you get these endorphins. So even if you left the date and you're like, maybe this isn't my person, you may have a more positively perceived experience of that date and of that person because endorphins. Yay. So you're already setting yourself up for success that you're going to have a better time with someone that maybe you don't fully connect with because you're walking and talking and moving around and getting the sunlight and, you know, maybe exploring a little bit. So that's the other factor here. Number two is that you always are going to have something to talk about. When you're sitting across the table from someone, there usually aren't very many distractions. Maybe you can talk about what you're drinking. Maybe you can talk about the restaurant you're in. Maybe there's a weird person laughing really loud five tables over that you can talk about. But eventually, you're going to have to you know, keep the conversation going by talking to one another. So if you are out and about and walking, there's constantly something to look at and see and observe and comment on. You can say, wow, like that lake is beautiful, or, oh my God, look at that tree. I can't believe how nice it is out. Obviously, these are all just, you know, kind of small talky things, but that's kind of how first dates go a lot of the time. So you're walking, you're out and about, maybe you're at a new park that you've never been to. Maybe you even brought your dog along with you if they're well-behaved, of course, and you have even more to talk about because you're moving around. I do also think that a lot of people feel much more comfortable when you don't have this face-to-face eye contact for such a long period of time with a stranger. There aren't that many people that feel super comfortable doing that. Uh, You know, if you are this true extrovert like me where all I do all day is just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, as you can tell, sure, maybe that doesn't bother you. But kind of having this dynamic where you are next to someone, you're walking, you're probably looking over, still making some eye contact, but it's not just this uninterrupted, eye contact for the whole conversation, which can be really draining on your energy. So instead, you're getting re-energized by endorphins and the great outdoors and meeting someone new. So the other reason that kind of felt really interesting to bring up about why walking dates could be a really good option for a date is because you're sharing an experience with someone. And it's not some crazy, exciting experience. It's just a very regular, everyday experience. So, you know, I would always recommend a walking date over a skydiving date. Or even to be less extreme, a walk around the park date versus a hike that's, you know, longer and more challenging. There was a study published in Psychological Science that talked about how common experiences like walking actually have a greater impact when you are looking to have a shared experience with someone, which I was really surprised by. So in the study, they talked about, you know, they had some people do really novel experiences and they didn't feel as much of a connection as when they did a more simple, just everyday common experience. So if you are someone who's always trying to come up with some crazy creative idea or something, you know, totally adventurous and different to do on a date, Yes, you can do that, but if you're going by this study, which I think is really interesting, really, it's kind of just keep it simple, stupid, and go on the walk because um, you really can't go wrong there. Obviously, weather permitting is the asterisk to all of this, and you know, if it's not nice weather, maybe go for the coffee, the drinks, but never the dinner. I'm always saying this on here. First dates should not be dinner. 
please don't do that to yourself. (laughs) Call this like a little meet and greet, meeting someone new, chatting with them, getting to know them. You do not need to share a meal with someone the first time you are meeting them. So that's why I always set up only coffee, walk, or drink dates. I will say coffee and walk are by far the most popular, which I'm continuously surprised by. And I do sort of wonder if that's because the clientele I'm dealing with, everyone, you know, knows what they want. They, you know, just want to get to know someone new and they usually feel pretty confident. So if you do feel like you need a little bit of that liquid courage to go into dates, totally okay. But, you know, maybe also an opportunity to maybe work on going on some non-alcohol involved dates and just seeing if you can have that natural confidence or build it up and doing it in that way. So there was one interesting part in the psychological science article that I did want to bring up. You know, it's like they gave an example of why would you ever choose to go skydiving or Icelandic volcano spelunking? You know, these unusual encounters seem cool. Like, oh, we'd have such a bond. But people actually thought they would feel really connected during that because they would fill out a form that said how they think they're going to feel and then how they actually felt. But then during it, you know, they say participants expected an extraordinary experience to leave them feeling better than an ordinary experience at all points in time. So we do think that seeing or doing amazing things will make us feel better than people who haven't, but it actually makes us feel worse. So it kind of just proves the whole point of keep these dates simple. Simple is best. Makes it a lot easier. First dates already can be so much pressure. Do something simple. Keep it casual, low pressure, and obviously go in with intention. I say this all the time, but I got to end this episode in case maybe you're new or you haven't heard me say this. Please give people a second chance. I think so many people are so inclined to go on one date and say, for some reason, oh no, they have brown hair. I can't go out again. Oh no, they're 5'7". I can't go out again. You know, anything that are these things that we really can't change about ourselves Give this person a second chance is what I am asking of the world. Obviously, if there's something like this person is disrespectful or you guys don't align on things that you want in life, that I get. But let's hopefully stop writing people off for silly things. And then, you know, if you keep continuing to grow this list of, you know, I can't date someone with brown hair or brown eyes who's under 5'9", that list is only going to get smaller and smaller and smaller until you're like, oh wait, there's nobody left. So I think people can surprise you just because on your first date, you're not sure whether this might go somewhere or whether it might not, that's okay. You don't have to be sure after that first date. All you need to be sure of is are you comfortable around this person and want to see them again? Do you think this person is cute or do you think you could grow to think they're attractive and cute? And are you curious to get to know this person more? So like I've talked about before, the three C's. So if you can answer those as a yes, go on to a second date, continue to get to know this person. Dating is all about just having new experiences. So make sure you continue to put yourself out there. If you're feeling discouraged, reach out to me. Let me know. If I can help you, I can connect you with the right person. And if you have any more questions about first dates or you're not sure where to go on a walking date, let me know. Cause at least in Denver, I know all the best walking date spots. So, you know, thanks for coming to my first date Ted talk. I appreciate you and hopefully more episodes like this one to come. Disclaimer. 
This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.